This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries here in Bentonville, Arkansas. I'm back with uh, Rocky for our Compelled by Grace series. Welcome, Rocky. Thank you. Good afternoon. Yeah, we've been enjoying going through uh, re- revisiting the Compelled by Grace story and uh, and uh, just really hashing through those uh, 13 kingdom secrets. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it 13 or 14? 13. 13, yeah. And... Uh, so anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about the secret, the kingdom secret of divine preparation. And uh, we left off with divine dispatchment uh, as, as our guy in the story was dispatched to do something he was kind of scared to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he wasn't sure how it was all going to go. <laughs> well, now let's connect the dot here. Because uh, a lot of times we feel like we need to be prepared before we're dispatched. Right. Why do we do that, Right. Trying to work all the risk out of it and uh, stay in our comfort zone. <laughs> and be in control. Yeah, yeah, right. that's right. And so we want to prepare before we go anywhere or do anything. And yet the Lord seems to flip-flop that, mm-hmm. right? He dispatches us and He prepares us along the way. Yeah, that's right. It takes a lot more faith to, to step out when you're not sure that you're ready, right? And do you think that might be why He's doing it, is for us to exercise our faith? Mm-hmm. And also to come to a realization that it is not uh, by our work, our means, uh, that we can accomplish a great task that he dispatches us to. Yeah. It has to be him working through our life. And the preparation is oftentimes not in what we learn or what we're able to say or how we say it. It's uh, where we are in our walk with him. Mm -hmm. Because there's a dynamic that goes on with, with that type of dispatchment, and that is the preparation is from within. That's where it's prepared. So that's where the table is set, mm-hmm. is within our own being here with our relationship with Him. Yeah. And sometimes that doesn't come until we're dispatched or yeah. in, or as we're dispatched maybe or something. It seems like most of the time. Yeah, because then we're like, oh, he's got our attention. Then we got to press into him even more. Yeah. So, well, you have a you do a great job in the workbook that goes with this of, of giving a definition for each one. So I'm going to read the definition okay. that you that you wrote on this. Um, the secret of divine preparation. God prepares the way for a person who walks with Christ. When God dispatches a willing servant for a divine purpose, He will go along with that person. We are never apart from Him, nor are we ever without His help. It's our simple work to obey and follow God as we become His outreach to another person. It's a divine preparation of the Holy Spirit to prepare the way for us by creating a receptive heart and conditions that will both introduce and bring into completion His purpose for us. So it's uh, kind of ta- describing all that. And you, 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 there's a couple of verses we were talking about. There's one in the workbook that... Uh, just that would speak to the divine preparation. And uh, the first one is the Great Commission, Matthew 28, uh, 19 to 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all I've commanded you. So he's he's dispatching. Yeah. And then he says, and behold, I'm with you always to the end of the age. Like, hey, you're not going to be, I'm leaving you hanging out to dry. I'll be with you. <laughs> well, you know, think about this, though. Uh, most of the time people say, well, big deal. I mean, they were with Jesus for three years. Yeah. And he prepared them, right? Uh-huh. 
And yet they were reluctant. It says some of them were really reluctant. That's right. And uh, and I think it had to do with they were looking at themselves too much. Mm-hmm. And this is why the divine preparation would follow that would help them be equipped to do that which they were called to do. What do you think that would be? Oh, gosh. Well, that would be the Holy Spirit. He sent Bingo. the Holy Spirit. That's Bingo. right. And so when the, when the Holy Spirit entered their lives, then... They had all of the wisdom and all the all of the preparation that they needed to be able to carry forward, forward the, the call that was on their life. They were dependent on that, and they would continue to be dependent on him from then on. Yeah, we should be as well. That's right. And uh, there's another. So fast forwarding into the the early church, there was a scene where um, Peter and John were be- before you know before the Sanhedrin, I guess it was. And they, there's a comment in here in Acts uh, 4, starting in 13, when, the, when they, this is the religious leaders, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and pursued, perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were astonished. And they recognized that these men had been with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I love it too. And I think there's so much in there uh, from the standpoint of being with Jesus. That's what really gets me right there is how being with Jesus can take an, an ordinary, uneducated man and cause them to astound the educated elite. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were astounded. And this is what the Lord is able to do through our lives, is he's able to qualify us for what he calls us to. And the only qualification we need is obedience. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. How's the saying go? Did you just quote Well, um, said that he, God doesn't call the qualified. He calls and then he qualifies. Yeah. He qualifies us. He qualifies us. Yeah. And that's what the divine dispatchment is. Yeah. Divine, divine preparation is. That whole concept of call, dispatchment, preparation is as we go. And this is what happened with the disciples. As they went, they were given that which they needed at the time to be able to face those they would face and the things that they would face. And it's no different now. We have the same God, the same spirit, the same call in our life, and generally the same methodology if we'll let him, the same process if we'll let him. But Mm -hmm. it's going to require some vulnerability on our part. And that's where we don't really like to get into that area. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we could talk about all different situations, but just to bring it home to influencers, I was just going to, how many guys do you think probably were, God was trying to dispatch them to lead a journey group after they went through the journey, but they backed away from it because they didn't think they were prepared. They didn't think they had what it took. Yeah. And so they just either went through it again or they just disappeared. And it's the same way now with some of them. It's um, it's a fear. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And yet again, there's a there's a principle that's being overlooked here. And the principle is that if we abide in him, we'll bear fruit. And our mission is not to bear fruit, but to abide. Mm-hmm. But his mission is to bear fruit through us. Yeah. And he will. But we've got to give him the opportunity. And and yet if we if we don't reach back and help others, then we're going to miss two points. One, helping them, and two, helping ourselves. Because as you know, we find that more people find a deeper walk and more understanding of the journey when they lead it. Yeah. After they've been led. Mm-hmm. And, and and I think that's an example how God prepares them along the way. 
Yeah. I, I remember a guy in Tulsa that uh, was in my group, and, and uh, he went through a hellish year. I mean, with, in his marriage, his wife was an alcoholic, and it was just a sad. And we tried to help come alongside him and pray for her. And, and um, they ended up getting divorced so just because it was just, she was just left, basically. But uh, I had a sense that he would be a good journey guide. And he just was like, oh, I just can't, I, you know, I can't do it. I don't, I can maybe co-guide or something, maybe come alongside some guys. And so he ended up doing that. Well, he, within about two weeks, they said, oh my gosh, he's like leading every session. And he's, I mean, like he was prepared, divinely prepared for it. Oh, yeah. And uh, he just didn't give himself enough credit. Yeah. Satan, I think, comes in and tries to disqualify. Yeah. Well, how many times have we discussed this before? I'm sure people will be tired of hearing it, but. How does sifting prepare us for ministry? Mm. Because it breaks it breaks us down, and and it it purifies us. Mm -hmm. It's like the furnace. How does the furnace? When we get in the furnace of perseverance, and that's what it's called, a furnace, persevering trials, like gold being melted down. Mm -hmm. That's right. Uh, why do we have that? And it's because the Lord is wanting to purifies to the point that he can really prepare us for the great call he has on our life. Mm -hmm. And by the way, everyone, every Christian is given this, the same admonition from the Lord, and that is go make disciples. And it's not just for a few, Brian. That's right. Every Christian. And, and the journey offers people a great on-ramp to making disciples because it doesn't put the pressure on them because of the process is about helping people learn to self-feed. We ask our guys never teach, just join them mm -hmm. on the journey. Yeah. But, but every time they do that, we hear this all the time, that God prepares me to do that which he's called me to do. But I have to step out in faith. Mm -hmm. That's right. And you're really just continuing on your journey as a, as a guide. You're just one of the participants. You just yeah. happen to have a few steps ahead of those guys, maybe, because you've been through it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and and actually, we have never really arrived ourselves as guides. There's still so much more for us to, mm -hmm. to discover. Oh. And that is the discovery process. Yeah. So um, let's let's go back into the story uh, about our storyteller mm -hmm. and all that. Uh, he had uh, met Aunt Maddie, and, and she said, would you drop this birthday cake off at Ned's house? Yeah. <laughs> Which all of a sudden became his open door to... Or maybe he wasn't sure. No, <laughs> open door gets shot in the head. <laughs> yeah, that's what he, he pulls up. So to pick up kind of where, well, where he you was know, at. When you go in the country, backwoods country, there are a few rule of thumbs. <laughs> One is that when you drive up and you you get you wait a while before you get out of your car. Okay. <laughs> and the next thing is you get out and you stand at your car. Okay. And you don't go up on the porch and knock on the door. Now, the other rule of thumb is there's generally a gun pointing at you. <laughs> and, and they're wanting to know, you know, are you friend or are you foe? Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of wait for a welcome. Now, that's the standard country fair. Uh -huh. You go out in the deep Ozarks and you'll find that. Go into Missouri and Ozark, you'll find that. Go back into Colorado, go up in the upper, upper north, north, upper New York even. Yeah. I mean, you got some real rednecks in New York as well. <laughs> Point being is that in, in a lot of isolated cultures, you have that. Mm -hmm. And you have to respect that because the issue is you have to operate through 
a few set of rules before you get there. And one of those rules is always respect. Got to respect him. Mm. And that's what he was doing. He was respecting the rules, one, for his own survival, and two, because he knew that's just the way things were done. Mm. But uh, that whole thing about divine dispatchment went back to a conversation that he had with the Lord, and that is, I don't want to go. You know, why are you sending me there? I'm afraid you're sending me there. And mm. sure enough, he was being sent there by the Lord, and he had to finally just surrender and say, well, not my will, but your will be done. And he ends up meeting Ned. Ned and the birthday cake did true, mm-hmm. prove to be a, a bridge gap, I guess. Food and, uh, always bridges with men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, the cake, uh, that was the only round for that. That was something that was an answered prayer from Aunt Maddie. To, she was trying to figure out how to get that cake out there because it's Ned's birthday. And there was the delivery device, but it really wasn't. It, that was not about a cake. It was about a human heart. Yeah, yeah. That was just simply the bridge that God provided. So they had to now go the next step, though. You could say, here's your cake. See you later. Yeah. Or I hope I don't see you later. <laughs> yeah. But no, he, was, he, he knew he was being dispatched. And he had to be attentive to what I think would be uh, openings. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do, don't we? Is that when we are in this mission of life to make disciples... We have to see where people are. God brings us people in our life, and we oftentimes enter into common places with them. You know, I get, I enter into common places with men all the time. Let's talk about barbecue. Mm-hmm. Used to be, let's play golf together. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also places where I enter in that's even better, and that is when they're hurting, mm-hmm. when they're in pain, when they need a friend, when they need a comforting voice. That is the best place to enter in. Mm-hmm. And our, our narrator is trying to enter in because he knew there was something more important than a cake. So he's looking for a way to now bridge that relationship. And, and as we all often do, Brian, we just say, look around. Mm-hmm. What do you have in common? Look mm-hmm. around. Yeah. You remember what was in common? The guitar. Guitar. Yeah. Because the narrator plays the harmonica. Uh-huh. And he respected music, and he says, hmm, there's a real classic guitar there. I mean, a valuable one. And he used that as the opportunity to say, why don't you come over tomorrow night, and I'll fire up old Bessie. Mm-hmm. And I want to cook some of Gabe's fried chicken and all the other stuff he taught me to do. And you bring your guitar. And the first thing that happened, the man said, you're going to fire up old Bessie, huh? Because he'd been there before. Mm-hmm. He had been under Gabe's mentorship. He had been under, even actually, Gabe was the one who gave him his guitar mm-hmm. and got him on that path to music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that say about divine preparation? Because the preparation began a long time before our narrator entered in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even Gabe was part of the, part of the preparation. The whole thing is yeah. a divine orchestration. Mm-hmm. So all of these things are God's weaving people together for a purpose, and we play our part. Mm. We only play our part, and we do it with great dependency. Mm-hmm. That's how we're prepared. It kind of reminds me of the verse where I think Paul said that I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, somebody else 
did their part. You know, yeah. when we come along, there might have already been a lot of preparation by the Lord through other people and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right. We just step into our part and trust that the other part's been done. Yeah, the heart's been prepared to yeah. receive what we've got coming. So, well, with the COVID thing, we've seen a lot of hearts be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, people are shaken about the future about what they're seeing, what's going on, you know, where are, where are we in biblical times here? I think I think a lot of people were serious at one time. I hope they stay serious. Uh, but it's opened a lot of doors for us to be able to go to the heart and go to this place where we feel like that this, this, this it will serve to be a good thing. And I was talking to Henry from Tehachapi, who was one of our recent assistant regional directors that's come on board with us, mm-hmm. with he, him and his lovely family. And, and one of the things that he had talked about was that, you know, he, he has seen people that, you know, how this has really turned out to be a good thing in many ways by COVID. Mm. And, and we've seen that as well. But I think the whole concept that we're discussing here is that how God is working ahead of time for those who are willing to make disciples. Because mm-hmm. we're not just going, um, knocking on the, uh, a door and just seeing who might emerge. That's not the way it is. Yeah. We're looking for those people God puts in our path so that we can see what we have in common so that we, in turn, can begin to relate them back to Jesus Christ and what he can mean to them. Well, that's a, you bring up a good point. Um, if we're doing, if we're being obedient to God's scripture or something he's asked us to do, we can guarantee he's involved in the process yeah. and that he'll be helping us with it. That's right. Cause we're, he, we're just doing what he told us to do, to go make disciples. Yeah. So same with leading a journey group or whatever it is. And there's the preparation. You remember the story about Philip in Samaria and then he was uh, dispatched from Samaria to a road out in the desert and an Ethiopian unit came by right. reading scripture. Right. And I understand that the chances of this man driving by in a chariot would be very rare because the, the road was almost a dead road. Nobody traveled anymore. Mm-hmm. But here, uh, Philip was taken for a very active ministry out to place nowhere, actually. Mm-hmm. And, and yet you can see how God had uh, dispatched him there. You could see how he had already prepared him because Philip Philip was able to share with him what this scripture meant that he was reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philip had done his studies. Philip was had was self feeder, right? Mm-hmm. And then I think that this is one of the things that the only thing the Lord asks us to do is is our part of the preparation is to get to know Him and get to know Him better every day, abide in Him, mm-hmm. and then uh, then He will dispatch us from at a time that is correct, and we will be prepared for it, and he'll prepare for us, prepare, prepare us even more so as we go along. Yeah, that, well, you, I want to go back to what you said about sifting, and you know, sifting is part of the abiding process, right? It, it, sifting, discipline, uh, pruning, all those things are ways to help us bear more, help us get to a better part of ourselves where we can bear more, mm-hmm. where we're unhindered, I guess. But it also uses it, like how many people have been through something really hard, sifted through something, and then they can go comfort someone else yeah. who's going through the same thing. Most time, and that's that's a bridge to somebody else's heart, you know, who needs to who needs what your experience, yeah. someone who can relate to their experience. Yeah, so, yeah. Lord, waste no tears. Yeah, 
and every every uh, everything that we have that enters our life uh, can be used as glory. And most often for people who are disciple makers and mentors, it generally works back to the way we can comfort others. You know, the scripture says that we comfort those who are afflicted mm -hmm. uh, because we were afflicted. Yeah, with the same comfort we had received from the Lord. Right, yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And so I think that, that we oftentimes have to experience things firsthand, but it, 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 it equips us and enables and prepares us for being able to be a very effective, very good voice of encouragement. I was just thinking that should be an encouragement to people if they're going through something difficult, that this could be a divine preparation to help somebody else in the future, mm -hmm. perhaps. Well, that's what we do in the body of Christ, but maybe we don't do a good enough job. And I think it says that let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves, Hebrew 10, 24, 25. Let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves as a habit of some, but encouraging one another in all the day, as all the more as the day draws near. Yeah. And, you know, you could look at that day as the day of the return of Christ, mm -hmm. or you could look at the day of tribulation because they were going through that all the time. Uh, there, there was all kind of, of um, things that were coming at the church during that era. Persecution. Trials. A lot of the scriptures were written in there by the trials they were going through. Mm -hmm. And that's why we should not forsake our assembling and to encourage one another. We need to be real creative how to encourage our brothers and sisters who are going through the sifting, mm -hmm. going through the prayer, to not give up, that God is still here. He's on his throne. He still loves you. And just go with him on this. Mm -hmm. He has a plan. Just trust him. Those words are oftentimes the only thing we have to say. It might be the thing they're waiting for us to say because I believe the heart, the heart has already been prepared to hear that kind of good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking of another example, just an influencer's example was, um, we've talked about it before, but we felt called to try to do a journey group over video conferencing technology so that we can invite people from all over the country. And this was three years ago. Right? Yeah, three years ago. And uh, we had no idea we were being prepared for COVID, <laughs> I mean, prepared for a time when you can't meet live and everybody had to go Zoom. We had no clue. No idea. We were just being obedient to that. That seemed like a need that was right in front of us. And we felt the Lord dispatching us to do mm -hmm. this. And uh, it's me and Tom C., one of the older men in our ministry. You're talking who, about preparing anti, as you go. <laughs> Anti-technology. I mean, you know, uh -huh. most older people don't want to mess with it, you know. And, and Tom was really open. I give him a lot of credit to just get out of his comfort zone. He's with the father of it for us. He was, yeah. He became the biggest proponent for it, yeah. And, uh, and then we had proved it would work. So that when COVID did come, it was not that big of a deal for us to transition over that. So, yeah, it's it was. I mean, God was at work way ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and again, it just goes back to what we're saying along is that people ask me if you know, did I envision seeing where we are? And the answer is no. Yeah, I, never, I didn't have that vision. I still don't have a vision for where we're going to be. Hmm. And and I think that some people think that that's uh, an antithesis of a visionary. And I, I don't know how to I don't know how to process that. The only way I know how to process it truthfully is that I, I just want to walk with, with Jesus and let Him have His way with me. And if His way with me is to cause me to be a voice 
a messenger, then I want to be a voice or a messenger. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the only thing I've been is a voice or a messenger. Uh, and as we've gone, we've looked at the organism that he has developed. And as we've grown, we've seen an organization that had to be supporting of that organism. And as we've grown, we've been welcomed to other places throughout the world. And as we've grown, we've seen the importance more so than ever before of the leaders walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because there's where we're getting out yeah. there. Yeah. Do you think, uh, I love the old movie Superman, you know, the very first one with, uh, with Christopher Reeves or whatever. I mean, there's been a bunch of Superman movies, but there's a scene in the very first movie back when I was a kid watching it when he's just, he's out on his first night when he goes public with his with his superhero identity. He's just, he's just flying over the city, scanning back and forth, looking for someone to go help. And I, I just kind of had an image of a, of a disciple should be somebody every day prepared and, and scanning and looking, God, how do you want to use me? Mm. How can I be used today? Is there anybody who needs my help, something that I can offer? Not that we, it's about us, but, but we want to be willing to be used, right, every yeah. day. Isn't that, isn't that a kind of an attitude or a, or if maybe for the more we're abiding and preparing, we'll, we'll feel qualified to do it or something. I don't know. It's a perspective. It's a divine perspective. Yeah. You know, that that's, we see place we play. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of Superman, I never have been able to figure out why he could fool everybody by just putting on a pair of glasses. <laughs> that's true. I, mean, I could see, I could know he was Superman <laughs> and look through those glasses. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't like a mask like Lone I mean, Ranger. I don't know. Really. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, anyway, I think I think it's uh, if we could just understand that the reason we do journey groups, the reason we abide, is because God has something for us to do yeah. for Him. To go, to go, you know, glorifies him when we are obedient and go and do the things that he wants us to yeah. do. So, yeah. Well, uh, trusting, trusting the future to him, trusting even the process to uh, the things that we think is is our responsibility and our duty and our and our burden to carry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that we can carry the burden and do the things that he calls us to do in our own power. Yeah. And once we figure that out, I think it gets a lot easier to be dependent on him. Yeah. And that state of dependence gives us the greatest preparation in the world. Because, look, let me tell you, I always think about uh, God's answer to Paul about Paul wanting to have the thorn removed from him. He says, no, for my grace is sufficient for you. Right. And and I used to think that might be shortchanging Paul. That grace is sufficient. I mean, he's wanting this thorn taken in flesh, and you'd say, I'm going to give you grace. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, what, what, you know, that sounds kind of doesn't relate. Mm. But when you think about it, grace is the best that we have to, to get from heaven. Mm. That's the best God has to offer is grace. Mm. And we tend toward thinking grace is only about unconditional love. But no, grace is about God. I mean, when we get grace, we get God. Mm. And all that God can do, mm-hmm. all that He's capable of doing, all that He wants to do, is wrapped up in grace. Mm-hmm. And grace is what He said: "I'll give you my grace whenever it's needed, for my grace is sufficient for whatever challenge you're gonna have." 
I'm there with you and my resources there with you and I will help you. Mm. And that's what grace is. And yet we tend to go back to saying, mm, I don't know, that's not, I don't want to depend on grace. I'd rather depend on something surefire. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's just always stretching us to, yeah. to trust him more. So, well, I think that's a good uh, good summation of, of that secret, I think, and uh, the, the secret of divine preparation. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about the secret of divine dependency. Mm-hmm. We'll be getting into continuing on this, on this series. So anyway, well, thank you, Rocky, for your time on that. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, yeah, these are good. I'm, I'm enjoying going back through the book myself. So I remember when you first wrote it and... Uh, and people are enjoying it now as a follow-up to the journey. So. Like you know, I, like I said, I'm leading a, a little group, a mm-hmm. former journey group, and before they start back in the fall, I wanted to have something for them and meet with myself. Yeah. And I'm out of sequence. I, <laughs> yeah, you're trying to keep up with this deal yeah, and the I mean, and I'm kind of like Spock, but no, I'm not like Spock. I don't have two sides of, com- of the brain could work computers at the same time. Yeah, yeah. No, this stay is, on point. No, this has been good. I've been really enjoying it. So... All right. Well, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. And uh, again, if you uh, want to get a copy of Compelled by Grace, you can get it on our website, influencers.org. And there's a workbook if you if you want to follow along. But uh, it's really uh, one of the lesser known books that Rocky's written, but it's really a lot of people's favorite, actually. So it's a, kind of, it's a great story. So uh, and uh, pretty soon we're going to have some news about another story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, a couple uh, of weeks, I think. We're talking a few about weeks that. away. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll... Uh, We'll, I'm sure we'll do a whole podcast on that about yeah. why you wrote that, but uh, give them the title of it to give a little. It's called it. the Return. The Return. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A prodigal father's, a prodigal son story. A prodigal son story. That's right. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So and I've read that one. I've had a little preview of that one too. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys are in for a real treat here in a few weeks when yeah. that comes out. So anyway, this has been the Influencers Network podcast. I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. And go. And go.